Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Okay, I could say, think of some Danny things. just, we, we like talk about maybe having a tiny bit of an idea and then Danny turns on the recording. So <laughs> just forcing well, us to just speak. I, I get, I get afraid that we'll start talking about it and I should have. Hit and records, it's going to be good. So. And then yeah, we're going to yeah. miss it. Yeah, well, so. I had this idea. I was thinking about this um, recently because I just read like a, a um, headline of an article that says you can put your um, Zodiac sign and your pet in your hinge profile now. <laughs> so, and they actually, I feel like there's like a lot of changes after we got off the apps, but I thought this would be a good idea to talk about now, sort of where we're at, especially because we just did that episode a few episodes ago about sort of thirst traps and some of the things that you and I both did after uh, leaving our marriages. And, um, and a lot of that was just around not judging yourself and just, you know, recognizing that this is part of the process and part of healing. And both of us said on that episode that, you know, we went on a lot of dates to start not only like get some affirmation and some of these more like shallow things, but also at the end of the day, like try out some of our new lessons that we've gotten or, you know, yeah, can I say it's, I can trust someone, but let's go ahead and test it out. Let's go ahead and see. And, and your whole point was the lessons, the quote lessons and the healing that you experience after your initial relationship or breakup are really only as good as your ability to implement them in a new relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's just you reading, sitting at home, reading books and listening to podcasts and being like, I'm ready to go date. Like, you know, like all of a sudden it's going to be easy. And we know that when you're relationships, it's personality management, right? It's expectation management, it's all these other things you can never control no matter how prepared or how healed or how many lessons you get. And so I thought on the other side of that conversation, if we were to be single now, and we were going back out into the dating pool, number one, would you even get on apps? Number two, if you got on dating apps, what would you potentially do differently, if anything? And how would you approach dating differently now? Uh, what, four years later? Jeez. What does that look like? Four years and four decades later after the pandemic, that's Gosh, totally so this, this is Danny J. Um, it is, you know, it is so different. It's so funny because I think before uh, we were single, the apps were different. I know things changed while we were on the apps. Uh, some things that even changed that I heard about were uh, location. So, you know, when, when Jill and I were dating on apps, like you can put, you know, a certain mile radius of where you were. But Jeff had told me, and maybe this was even while we were dating and I just didn't know about it, but he said you could like jump city. So let's say I'm going to travel to New York. So I want to start swiping in New York before I get there. So you can actually swipe in different cities. And that's how one of my clients, she was in England. She matched with a guy in Tinder in New York. And I, I was like, how did you guys match? She had went through this whole long distance relationship, hadn't met him because the pandemic. And I didn't know how they matched. And I guess you can match in different cities or pick different cities. So because you're going there and you maybe want to set something up and not yeah. like wait till you and I used to like the, the flight would immediately land and we'd pull up Bumble and start swiping the second <laughs> the plane landed. Yeah, totally. So it's really interesting. Those there's those kind of things, which so that being said, I 
wouldn't then, and I don't think I would now do a long distance relationship. I always find that that's really tricky and challenging. And we, we kind of recently talked about the age gap. Uh, we did an age gap, um, episode and my dad supposedly has been talking to this chick in New York. I still think she's catfishing. I still don't think it's a real person, but <laughs> the, the distance thing is can create a problem for me when I was dating back then, one of my first things was like, let's meet as soon as possible. Totally. I didn't want to chat for a long time. I didn't want to talk on the phone first because I have had the experience where I've had like really great chemistry, fun banter on chat chats and texts. And then the person in, the person in real life is very just different, shy, or not as quick or witty as they are in, in write in writing. And even on phone calls, like sometimes people just don't like being on the phone. So I always wanted to meet someone in person very quickly. So a long distance relationship really wouldn't work for me unless I was planning on traveling and going to be somewhere. And like you said, set it up ahead of time. Like, Hey, I'm going to be there Friday. Let's set up a date Friday and just like get those dates planned out or something. So some things I would do differently. Um, I, I would do a few things differently in my profile, but things I would keep the same, what I, I still would not be dating, you know, outside of my local area. I still would want to meet people as soon as possible. I would not want to like stretch things out. I might spend. There are so oh, many people who just yeah. want to text on those apps. And it's funny because I'll talk to guys and they're like, girls, all they want to do is text. And I was like, we talked to girls and they say that the guys want to just text. Yeah. And you know, and you and I have both known we've both matched with people. And I remember you, we went to Australia. Remember we went to Australia and you had slight, you had like matched with this guy the first time you were there. And then we went back like a year and a half later and he was still talking to you like the whole time. But uh, did you meet him in person the first time you were in Australia? Yeah. I met him oh, in person okay. the first time, but the second time, no, I was like, dude, you where were, are you at? Literally <laughs> he was like down the street and you were like, Hey, so I'm here for like seven days, eight yeah. days, want to meet up. And he kept like dodging you. We think he like actually had a girlfriend had by a that girl. point. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people who maybe are in relationships, just easy to just be like, you don't have to actually meet in person. You can still just be this different person on text. I'm like you, I fucking hate, I hate texting in general. Everyone who knows me knows that. I just do not like that. I'm like, I'm like, fucking, I'd rather just see you. I'm a quality time person. And I remember you would meet back to someone and they'd be like, do you want to meet up? And you're like, sure. How about lunch? Like literally it's in an hour. Like, (laughs) You were just like, because here's the thing. I think a lot of people don't want to meet up because they go, well, what if it's not good? That's a waste of my time. Yeah. But I always looked at it like that was the fastest way to just find out right away. You know, the second you sat down with someone five minutes in, you knew if this was going to be someone that you could see yourself going on a second date with, or just, this was the end of it. And to me that I just wanted that. I would rather that than spend weeks texting to then eventually make a plan. That's just fucking annoying. Yeah. I think that that's a big, big piece is people think they're going to waste time. So they try to like waste time on the front end. So they don't go out, which to me, it's still wasting time. I'd rather just get it over with. And I would, I remember I met one guy, I think I matched with him in the morning and was going out to like breakfast with him like an hour and a half later. So like, let's do this. But one thing I would do different this time around if I, if I was, and I, I even started to do this toward the end um, when I met Jeff was, you know, like you're swiping, you're, you're kind of just going by looks like who's handsome, who's really good looking. And then it was really hard for me because I would get FOMO of like, what if I would like this guy in person, but then I would like take the matches that I had. And then I would start to go through their profiles a little more with a fine tooth comb and see if there's any kind of red flags that I would pull out. So, or maybe like their height or something that I did. I'm like, okay, they're five foot seven. I might just unmatch them or things that I knew I just weren't, I wasn't going to 
like, or that potentially is going to be an issue, I would start to unmatch. So then I would narrow down before going out instead of just like going out with all of them. Mm-hmm. I I was going out like I was doing a more volume run before not as much quality, uh, quantity or quality. I was doing more quantity. I think that that would be something, but I don't know. I, I spent a lot of time on apps and I can't see myself doing that now. Like, I think that's I, the biggest difference for yeah. me too, is like, I don't know that I would, I, that I was in a dating phase, yes. you know, like that was very much like what I was doing at the time. I was mm-hmm. still running the business and I know you were too, but I was dating. Like that was my phase, you know, and that was my focus was, you know, meeting people, meeting guys, getting affirmation, potentially finding someone to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. with. But I don't know. I have a lot more going on now. I feel like than I did then. And I have a lot more goals outside of my relationship. Maybe that's only because I'm in a relationship right now, but yeah, I don't know that I would be spending a lot of time. Yeah. Same. I I'm like thinking I would probably forget to swipe, probably forget forget. to respond. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's been 24 hours and you're like, (laughs) Yeah. I think I would be a lot more distracted and less focused on doing it. Like for a while I would, you know, wake up, probably swipe for an hour. I'd swipe a couple of times a day. I mean, I just spent a lot of time on that. I just can't see myself, you know, doing that. And like, same for same as you, it might be because I'm in a relationship. I just can't imagine. I just feel like there's other things that I'm more focused on and maybe just more calm, maybe just more confident in myself. And yeah, I'm not sure, but I think that the time would not be as much spent. It would be like, huh, if I find someone cool, if I don't cool, maybe I'll just randomly find someone at the gym, you know, like the apps might be an afterthought and most likely it would be swipe match and then forget about it and expire. (laughs) You know, what's interesting about that is I read somewhere recently that was like, or was like a headline. It was like, our, our dating apps done. I think when you and I were, and I think they're still very much a thing, but when you and I were dating, they were sort of still new, you know, they were sort of still a novelty. So I think a lot of, it was just more, I think what we're seeing now is a little bit of a boomerang back to wanting to meet people organically. And what does that look like? And I'm so actually, I'm just burned out by the apps. I could understand how, and you and I had periods of time where we went, at least I had periods of time where I went off them, not like a ton, but maybe a couple months at a time, if I just had a big project at work or I was just like tired or whatever, I could see how, if you spend years going on tons of first dates and getting your hopes up because this person looks great on paper and then it ends up not being, you know, what you wanted or it ends up not working out, how that could just drain you, how that would yeah. be like, I'm just, I would, I just want to fucking, I would rather either meet someone in person organically or I'll fucking be alone. And that's it. You know, like, I think I would probably get to that point. I think I would jump on just to see like what was out there. I think I would, but I, I don't know that I would do it as like as full-time as I was doing before. Well, one thing that's really tricky now is there's so many. So at first it was just like Tinder and then it was like Tinder and Bumble and then there's Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and then there's so there was like coffee and bagel. Yeah. The bagel one. There's, there's literally, there's probably like seven or eight pretty popular ones. Do you think everyone's on all of them? That's what I, that's what I'm wondering. I did notice, like I got off of Tinder because I noticed like a lot of the same people were on Bumble and I felt like Tinder had the reputation of being a hookup site. Um, but ironically the same people were on all the other sites too, but I think there are so many, then it starts to get hard to know which site to be on, which one you want to be on, which one's the quote best. Um, and I think some of them are better for 
different types, like there's farmersonly.com, right? So you could get on farmers only if you're looking for your little cowboy, but if you're not, you're like, which one do I go on? Which one's best for me? So I remember there was a service. It was basically like a matchmaking service and you paid, I want to say a good amount, maybe like 10,000 a year or 5,000 a year or something like that. And there's someone who interview interviews you, they get to know you and what you like, and they have your whole profile. And then they kind of look through all of the sites and find people and match. And they set up a date. Like they actually set up the whole date for you. So it's a high-end service. You pay a decent amount of money for it. And I'm assuming the other people who pay are also like looking more seriously. And they're for people who they make this for people who quote, don't have time to date, who want high quality matches. And I might consider something like that, like a matchmaking service that's high end. I pay the money. This is what I want. This is the kind of person I'm looking for. They do all the swiping. They figure it out. And they're like, Hey, we found, you know, these three guys, we're going to set up a date for you and see what, see what happens. And that might be interesting to consider or try, I think. And like, if I was to say, you know, somebody now who's maybe is that person, you got a little bit of money. You don't have a lot of time. You don't want to swipe through. It's kind of like going to a TJ Maxx or like the thrift store. It's like, you have to just look through, like you can find some really cute stuff and a good deal, but you got to look through so many racks and so many things to find that. So if you can like hire someone to do that for you, like hire a shopper, hire your Nordstrom shopper to do that for you, then why not? If you've got the money, then I would, I would do something like that. Yeah, I I would probably would consider something like that too. I'm I'm curious. Do you remember what about Jeff's profile? So for people who don't know, um, Danny and Jeff did meet on Bumble, and yeah. obviously been dating for a long time. And Keith and I met organically. I would never have matched on Keith in the app at all because first of all, I don't even think my age went down to, the, yeah. to his age. And then I just was like, I don't know, it just, it wouldn't have, I mean, he's good looking, but I would never have matched with him. So it just like, it goes to show that like, you can match with someone on paper. And yeah. I actually did meet someone on an app. This is a really good lesson. And we went out a couple of times because he was like uh, perfect in terms of like everything on paper, like, you know, great job, good looking, smart, tall, had like a 10 year old daughter from another marriage who didn't live with him. Like it was just sort of, you know, no offense to people who like have kids, but it just, to me, it was like, that was a perfect, you know, owned a home, like driven only maybe four or five years older than me, but just no chemistry. Right. So like you can have everything on paper. And I think this is people's problem with the apps is like you, it's almost like you can catfish, right. You can put all of these, your highlight reel, you put all your best stuff on there which is fine. Like it's, it is like going fishing, you know, as marketers, it's like, you, know, you have a good copywriting. What's this? But at the end of the day, it's, it was such a good lesson for me to see like, wow, this is all the things I would have wanted in someone in a relationship and like no fucking chemistry. And then, you know, I'm now with someone who I don't know that I would have matched on a dating app, but like great chemistry and things that work, you know, seem to be working out. So was there anything that you remember from Jeff's profile that caught your eye besides the fact that he has a beard, obviously? Well, yeah, the beard thing. I was trying to look through my phone real quick because I think I screenshot screenshotted it. it, but I'm trying to remember. I know there was something that he wrote that caught my attention, but I really can't remember at this moment. And I was like, what is it? I mean, I did really, really scan the pictures. I think that, um, you know, age was he was younger too. So it was like, ah, uh, I remember a couple of times just going back and forth on like, should I unmatch? Should I not? But, you know, seemed like his age, his education, his pictures, like whatever he wrote sounded, sounded good. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's go for it. But I, I can't, re I can't remember specifically. Um, of course the beard. I mean, that's, 
That's a, for sure. <laughs> That's oh, a and, and height too. Like, uh, you know, anybody above six feet, I was like, okay, yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually curious now, would you write something different in your profile now that you are? Cause I think for me, I was very much, I didn't know what I wanted. So I didn't want to write, like, I'm looking for, you know, a long-term relationship or I'm looking for the one, or I'm looking for, you know, but I think I'd probably have a little bit more of that language in my bio now versus back then. Cause last then I was like, I just was trying people on. I was like, I haven't been single since I was 18. Let's just go on a bunch of dates. Let's, you know, have sex with a bunch of people and just see what's up. But now I'm, I definitely would be way more, I don't know, I think discerning and be like, I actually don't really want to just date. Well, I'd rather just be alone. My, when I met Jeff, I did kind of start wanting a relationship. So I think I even wrote on my profile, I said, I want a relationship, but I don't know how. And then I think the next line said, I'm probably leaving tomorrow because I was traveling a lot. And so like, that was the truth. I was like, I want a relationship, but I literally don't know how when I'm traveling. And so now I guess if I'm in, you know, settled, I probably would write something like that because I would want to turn away the guys who are just fuck boys. Like I don't want them to match, you know, you don't want to match with them. I don't want to match with, you know, vice versa. So that's also something I would be looking for in the, you know, in their profiles. If it seems like it's fuck boyish, it would be the unmatched where before I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's just see. Maybe we could go on a date. We don't have to hook up, but we could go on a date or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean, where would you even meet people organically these days? Dude, I work from home. I never leave the house. So I have no idea. Uh, the airport. (laughs) (laughs) I literally have no idea. Like, I I mean, I guess you meet from friends. I mean, I think I like, I like, um, I don't even have any, I don't have any, I don't have any friends. Who do you, (laughs) I would have to ask you. And I'm like, I don't think you know anybody. I feel like I know who you know. Yeah, we all know the same people. <laughs> and I also feel like, and maybe this is, I don't know, I feel like when we were when we were dating, we had a lot of people around us who were single. I feel like we don't have that much anymore. Yeah. Like I don't have, I don't think I have any friends that are single, but I felt I have maybe like one or two. But I felt like you and I, most of the people we were hanging out with, you know, my friend Andy, who's a friend of yours as well, he was single in LA at the time. And I don't know, everyone's partnered up. Everyone's married or booed up. That's right. Yeah. I, I have a, a girl for a girl that I met at the dog park and she's single and she's been asking Jeff and I, if we know anybody and we're like, uh, I feel like really between don't. the two of you, you guys know a lot of people though, we way more than I do. Of, we do know a lot of people, but I'm like, I don't know anyone single, single and ready to mingle. You know, it's hard to, too. Sometimes it's like, you know, you know, two people single, but you're like, no, we <laughs> yeah. You're like, but also no, that's not a good person. <laughs> you're yeah. like, just, I wouldn't wish that single, person on my own. Just because they're single doesn't mean that they are, you want to date them. Some people are single I mean, for a reason. I guess we could, uh, I mean, I guess the gym is a good place. I mean, so that was my idea when I moved to LA was I joined three gyms and I joined like Equinox, which is more of like a bougie gym. I joined Gold's gym, which is more of like a bro sort of bodybuilding gym. And I think I, uh, and I joined a CrossFit gym, <laughs> so like CrossFit to people. And that's like, that to me, that was like the three pockets. I wasn't going to join like a yoga studio, no offense to dudes who do yoga. But for me, and I actually went on a date with a dude who was like, I'm a Pilates instructor and I'm vegan. And I was like, okay, we have nothing in common, but <laughs> no offense to Pilates or veganism. 
but I was going to have like a 12 ounce porterhouse, like a steak right in front of them. But oh my gosh. Um, I think for me, that would probably be it. Cause at least, you know, those people are, and it's funny cause we've done whole episodes on like, how do you make friends as an adult? I feel like a lot of the same principles apply, right? You say yes to a bunch of stuff. You have hobbies. I can see, like I live in Manhattan beach right by the beach. And I can see why I can see why people want to get good at beach volleyball because there's so much beach volleyball happening here all the time. There's always a tournament. There's always people hanging out. There's always people drinking, throwing it like, you know, playing. I, I mean, honestly, that would be the easiest thing, which would be get involved in whatever the local scene is. And you know, people are typically healthy and they want to be outside and have similar values as you and want like to do the same kind of things as you. Um, I mean, you could definitely go on these like group vacations, stuff like that. I mean, I know there are services that have like, it's you go by yourself, but it's as a group. So it's like a, you know, a, a vacation service that plans out everything, but then you go as a big group. You could certainly meet people that way. Cause at least, you know, okay, so you like travel too. I think the gym would probably be the place, which is funny because like right now I don't talk to anyone at the gym, but back then I probably be a little more social. I know I was trying to think about talking to people at the gym and it's usually not my favorite place because I'm like, I'm sweating. I'm not looking my best. I want to get in and get out. But yeah, I guess if you are, you know, if you need to make friends or meet people. You have to just open yourself up to be social. I don't know. I don't think I would like to go to a bar by myself. No, that would be really tricky. Just sitting there. I don't know. I guess that's I got, I, you know I got a coffee shop actually would be a good, a good place. It. Coffee shop think, with a laptop be there all day. Yeah. Think about back in the day, prior to apps, people would put classified ads in a paper newspaper and then scroll the newspaper and then pick up the phone and call you at your house. <laughs> call you at your house and be like, hi, I saw your ad in the paper and you have, there's no picture. It was just like 41 white female, you know, like you'd have like five descriptors. Like how, what do you get out of that? You're like, okay, you could be a vague white female or whatever gender and race you are. Like you could be any size, height, weight. You could be any, you could be like a Gothic chick. You could be very sporty and you could show up and be like, whoa, like you're super gothic and the guy's like super nerd or something. I, well, I, I think feel like that would have been so weird. Haven't we seen like lately, like in the, they've like shown in research the last few years that people, because of the swiping culture, it's made people just more, I don't know, I'm going to say abundance mindset, but mm -hmm. like very low uh, desire to commit Yeah, because at least in LA, I'm sure Vegas is the same. Like, you know, there's always someone else that you yeah. could go out with. Like there's not a finite amount of people, you know? So I guess if you're in a smaller town and before apps, you were like, well, there's like 10 guys that are available. So which of the 10 would do, do I match with the most? And now you can swipe in LA for days and never run out of matches, you know, run out of people to swipe on. So I think it, and I remember feeling that way too. When I first got on, I was like, what if this is guy's the one, like, I really had a lot of scarcity around it. I don't want to you know, swipe left. Cause what if this person could be the one? And then all of a sudden, like, then you fall into it and you're like, oh, you're just so dismissive. It's like, so many fucking people in here. You just, you, and then you start having, which I guess is good an abundance mindset, right? Where you're like, oh, I know that there's going to be someone out there. If it's not this person, there's going to be someone else. And like, that's kind of a nice way, but it does keep you from committing. Cause you're like, well, 
I don't have to, I don't do anything I don't want to because I don't want to compromise at all. Because if, to, if I compromise even a t- like I can go over here and find someone else I don't have to compromise with. So it's always like right around the corner, there's going to be someone who is maybe better. And it did keep you a little bit, um, I mean, an abundance for sure, but maybe less likely to compromise or work on something or like even the tiniest little thing, like, you know, first like five, 10, you're like, no, like the tiniest little thing, right? Whereas maybe they have everything else that you wanted, but it's like one tiny thing, ah, because you just know there's someone else there. So I'm, I'm wondering how that sort of like messed up our ability to commit, to want to be with one person, to not feel like the grass is greener. I don't know what that, what that looks like. I don't know if you had that experience, but I certainly did. Oh, that's a really big thing. And I definitely did. And I remember talking to Elizabeth, Hey, Elizabeth Faye about it. And she was joking around. Cause I, when I was like trying to feel should I commit to Jeff or not? Or should I have a boyfriend? And I was like, what if there's a dick I haven't had yet? She's like, Danny, there's tons of dicks you haven't had yet. It's like, <laughs> it was a joke obviously, but I was like, I was having like this FOMO of, but what else, what if there's more out there? What if, what if, there's someone else. And of course there's lots of other people, but is there someone out there probably better than Jeff for you? Yes. And is there someone out there probably better than Keith for me? Yes. But would it be the best use of my time? Right. To go and try and find that person who might not even live in my city. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's like, yeah. So at some point you have to go, yeah, this person is great. And And there was, uh, I was reading, um, it was, Mark Manson, everything is fucked. I think it was mm-hmm, his second, mm-hmm. his second book. And he talked about this on going, um, how he would travel and go all over the world and he would get to meet a lot of people, but he never got to go deep with anyone. So it was a lot, but not deep. And he said, in order to go deep with someone, you have to like stay put and go like, basically instead of dating 30 people and having shallow relationship, you date one person and you go and have a deep relationship. And I read that and it really hit me um, and made me really kind of shift my mindset around it was that if you want to have a deep relationship and you want to go, you know, farther with someone and have these kind of intimate conversations and something that a long-term and deeper relationship has, you can't just keep playing the field, so to speak. And like, quote, looking for the, the perfect person, because you're not even going to know if that's the perfect person. Cause you never go far enough to know. So that really shifted my mindset because I was traveling a bunch too. And I was dating a lot of people. And I was like, you know, he's really right. In order to have some kind of depth with anyone, I got it. You got to like pick the one. Or- you almost got to cut off options, right? Yep, to just see, you do. Because so long as you keep those options there, mm-hmm. there's really not an, any incentive to really try hard at this one thing. Yeah. Because you go, yeah. well, like it's, I, I feel like, and that's definitely a change for me. I would probably try and date one or two, two people at a time instead of five to 10, which is, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is hard because you go, well, if I throw more fishing poles in the water, I'm more likely to catch more fish. Yeah. Right. But it does sort of divide your time and energy and it does kind of keep you in this mentality where you don't have to really commit to anyone because you already, there's always someone else that, you know, might have be the one, you know, it's funny. I think about it, it's sort of like, um, you know, when we worked with clients who were dieting, chronic dieters, right. They never were fine, with just like one plan. It was just like, they never like followed it all the way through. They got excited for like a couple of weeks and they did it for a couple of weeks. And then they like locked it, lost their, you know, motivation or just like waned. And they're like, what else is there? And like, you just want like all the time you're look, you're chasing the shiny object. We did a whole episode maybe a few months ago on like, is the grass really greener? 
And, you know, I think it probably is in some instances, but that doesn't mean that this grass is also not green, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's one of the things that I would probably do differently this time is I probably wouldn't be on the apps nearly as much. I wouldn't date nearly as many men. And I would probably try to look for more quality and just have better parameters ahead of time, you know, like before I even started swiping on anyone, I would probably have some parameters and I'd probably put some of that stuff in my bio and then just go on less first dates in general. I think I'm with you on all of the above. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully I don't have to do with that, but you know, it's a fun thought exercise. Yeah. I would be interested (laughs) in like, if anyone's listening to this and you're currently dating and you're currently swiping, what's, what's the vibe out there? Mm -hmm. Uh, are dating apps over? Are they gross? Are they good? Which ones are good? And then also, um, you know, how are you doing this? How are you approaching it? And has your approach changed over time? Um, yeah. And then what's good? Curious, curious minds want to know. Yep. That is. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know, hit us up on our, in our private Facebook group on, uh, if you go to the best life.com, the best life geez, the best life podcast.com. We have our pl- private Facebook link there. We also have, um, our playlist downloads. You can listen to all the episodes there. You can actually search episodes by names, titles, topics. If case there's something you're curious about, you could just type in a word and see if we've talked about it. And likely we have. So we love y'all and we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye guys.